Okay, everybody, we're back. Zooming with the home, zooming with the brothers. I'll say zooming with the homies like homie the clown. <laughs> Welcome to the Kizam Brotherhood. No, that was like a, was Leon. That was like clueless. <laughs> Rolling with the homies. Yeah. Rolling with the homies. Different kind of roll. Just a different, you know. I don't roll. You know what Snoop though? Nobody he here rolls. He has a he has a um, a PBR. You know what a PBR is? A professional roller. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I just found this out. I saw it on Snapchat. I was like, "Are you for real?" And I, but you know, what salary? J Lo had a professional tweaker for a minute. So I don't even know what that is. Someone who uh, tweakered her nipples? No, fluffing is different. Oh, <laughs> okay. What? No, but let's okay. okay. We're we're back. We're just we're this is just random oh, barbershop yeah, talk. But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know our topic is. I think generally going to start off with this is that uh, is dance therapy? Can dance be used as therapy or whatever? Um, or is dance a form of therapy? So, I'll me, let you guys. I'll let you guys start first. Me personally, he's um, did help me in some in some way when it comes to certain things. Um, so yeah, I can say dance is can be used as a form of therapy. I don't think it should be your end all be all but i think if people need therapy they need to go see a professional help and be able to talk to someone in a safe environment um kizomba is not a safe environment dance scene isn't a safe environment because you're dealing with the same people that you deal with in real life they're just that are participating in a different activity right so i think it can be it can help with therapy as a form of therapy um, but it should be taken in, taken along with if you're going to do that you need to also be seen and speaking with a therapist as well yeah i agree with you i think that <clears throat> seeking professional <laughs> help or guidance um is preferred or the preferred method <clears throat> i do believe that dance can be therapeutic or a type of therapy but it's a big but i think you have to be aware that it's your own responsibility when engaging in the therapeutic exercise of dance what I mean by that is, let's say you you attend a dance, you think dance is therapy for you, you go to a dance event, and you believe that you, a therapy for you is dancing with, let's say, strangers, because it makes you feel comfortable in surroundings you're not familiar with, right? Let's just say that's the that's therapy you're getting. That doesn't mean that it's a responsibility of strangers to continuously dance with you all night long, right? I think you you can't get upset about that if it doesn't happen. 
I think you need to understand that, hey, yeah, this is what I believe is therapy for me. Um, but I and I need to relish the, the opportunities I do have to dance, and it's no one else's responsibility to give me this therapy because one, no one here is my my therapist. Two, I'm not paying anyone specifically to help me get my therapy. I'm just showing up to voluntarily be in an arena where I can get the therapy that I believe that I need. And if it happens, great. I should just be happy with being here, but I don't want to put that responsibility on anyone else's here. So I think that that's the big but for me when in terms of using dance as therapy, if you believe that dance is therapy for you. Shout out to Judy. Um, yeah, I would say that dance is a form of therapy. But I'll, I'll be clear, um, dance itself is a form of therapy. Social dancing is not necessarily a form of therapy. Partner dancing is not necessarily a form of therapy. It can be used in ways that are potentially therapeutic, but that's, that's someone's intention with whatever social dancing space that they're in. Uh, there are people who say that they use dance as a form of expression, expressing themselves or stress relief or, or just to let go of all these emotions that they have inside of them. But, but even then there's limitations to it all because it can never be just the end all be all everything. It can be very impactful. It can be, it can be a, a huge influence in somebody's life. It can absolutely be something that someone uses for a period of time, but can it last forever? I mean, unfortunately, if somebody was using dance as a form of therapy, well, back in 2020, they learned that, oh, maybe I need something else that I can actually reach out to that is more in my face and I have control over versus dancing, which I don't, because suddenly when you couldn't meet people anymore and you were just dancing by yourself or dancing with a broom or dancing with your dog, it didn't feel the same for some reason. And it's unfortunate that so many people have been, well, during that time period, especially were just left empty and clueless of what to do with these emotions that they have bottled up inside of them or the stress. Because even with everything that happened from then till now, from 2020 until now, you, it, it was so immediate like it was, it was like a car crash, like it stopped immediately. And it hit you so hard that you didn't know what to do. And dancing, usually you just run the dance to, to get you through these times and you didn't have it. And now what? And you had to figure out something else. And that's unfortunate, it, it sucked. It was a very uncomfortable space for everybody to be in. And we all were suffering with it kind of together online and but absolutely separately in our own various ways and so is dance a form of therapy yes however it is not actually therapy you can use it to do things for you but you need to have things that are in like real life professional ways of handling therapy or not even professional as far as like what you do 
if you were to talk to a therapist, but the tools given to you by a therapist for you to do on your own outside of just solely talking to a therapist. These are things of which I would say are actually therapy. Now, to each their own. If somebody's like, look, dance is my therapy. This is what I use. I'm like, okay, but what if you can't walk no more and just listen to music? Can you, are you suddenly, is it therapy for you now? Or what if, what if you don't have the ability of your limbs? What or do you have then? Like all you have is your voice. Then what? Like, I don't want anything drastic to happen for somebody to realize like, oh, I actually need to be grateful for these limit for these things that that I'm taking for granted. But like, yeah, you you actually you do, but you also need to to uh, to as as you have these abilities, you need to also expand your horizon on what is therapy for you and what and actually seek professional therapy if that's what you feel you actually need. Now, if you just come out here to have fun do some stress relief real quick and you, everything else is Gucci in life. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Keep on keeping on everything else. I'm good luck. So go ahead. Go ahead. Dapo. <clears throat> yes. Um, well, thank you. Well, I think, I think you, you guys have said most of it, but I would just take a different position and say dance is not therapy. Dance is not therapy. Dance can be therapeutic, but it's not therapy. Therapy is therapy. Um, if you, if you, if we, all, we all need therapy, so we should seek a therapist. Uh, we should not necessarily use dance as therapy. They, um, we should, we should, you should be prescribed by a professional what you need to do, uh, the tools you need to do, and they'll they'll definitely take into account your hobbies, uh, whether you dance or stuff like that, and. They will, they will figure out ways whereby they can make it as part of your therapy, your, your therapeutic journey. Um, why I say that is because it's been popularized that dance is therapy. And I feel it's very, very dangerous. Um, I think it's, um, uh, it's gotten to a point where I'm very, very concerned about it uh, in the sense that I see pseudo therapists now forming workshops in terms of, you know, um, using therapeutic as a way of like getting people into dance and using it as a way of connecting with people, which it's borderline cultish. I'll just say that um, and indoctrination, and that makes things very moving to a very very dangerous lane that I'm not comfortable with. And yeah, I think it's important that we just understand dance being a you know a set of skill sets that you can you can get and when people go out to take dance classes or dance workshops they see it as such um and yes you can have camaraderie you can have all these things but engaging dipping into that therapy like exercise like or trying to exercise something with dance mm, that's that's dangerous waters and I think a lot of the issues in dance is because we, a lot of those happen. And that's why we get into a lot of issues in dance with, we, we, when it comes to the worship of instructors, all that kind of things, because people get very attached and don't see it as just dance. You know what, I agree with you, Dapo. I wanna, I wanna change mine um, instead of saying it's therapy, it could be, Kind of more aligned with the way what I said. Dance can be very therapeutic, um, but it's not a replacement for therapy, right? 
therapy for a professional. I'll, I'll say that because now I thought about what Eric was saying um, with some people, and I've no, I've seen some people kind of offload their BS or offload their own baggage on other people in the dance scene. Like we're like we're expected to really care about your own shit because everybody else has their own stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's not really fair um, to do that to other people and. Yeah, seeing the pseudo therapy sessions and some some festivals that are gauged or marketed kind of as such. Mm-hmm. Can't it, it it is a slippery, I believe it's a slippery slope. Yes. I, I don't I'm I'm not saying I think it's a slippery slope in the sense whereby you because that's where we draw the line of, that's where we come into the point of responsibilities also, right? Because everybody has traumas and I see a lot of people unloading their traumas in dance, right? Whereby, you know, they bring, and it's, it's like, look, a lot of people can't help you. The community can help you. You have to go see a professional to deal with what you're dealing with. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And then giving putting that responsibility on the community to help one person because we're very, very complex. Everybody's very, very complex. And you definitely, and the compounding complexity is to make sure that everybody tries to conform in some sort of way. It's not going to fit. It doesn't fit. Therapy is not a one-size-fits-all solution. So you can't expect dance to do that for you or people in the dance community to do that for you. I agree. Uh, you said something because from the new Kendrick Lamar album, uh, he has a line in one of his songs that says, Kendrick is not your savior. Cole is not your savior. Drake is not your savior. And for those who have actually listened to that album front to back, it's probably aligns with this topic even more so because it was all about expressing to one traumas and in in a very artistic way, but also letting it be known that uh, the tools out there to utilize that are actually, that's, that's therapy itself. Um, yes, I, I agree with Doppel, correct. There's not, no one size fits all. I'm pretty sure for all of us in the past, we've all used something as a form of quote unquote therapy but no, it was just therapeutic. And also a lot of times it can just be a distraction for us and for us to use it as a way of not actually dealing with our real issues or not actually talking to escapism also, like not actually, you don't want to talk it all out. It's easier to go somewhere and be distracted or be or escape from it and, and not actually deal with these issues. And a lot of us are, in this dance community are truly, we're stuck in this space. We, it's easier to be in this space and to interact with people and other humans than it is to actually gain the tools to be a real social human being in the real world. And, or even knocking, knocking, even handling the traumas which you grew up with or you've lived within your adulthood. Mm-hmm. You, you use dance as a form of 
oh, I can just, I don't even have to look at that. I can bypass that. I can just push that away. In fact, I don't have to think about that. You know, I'm thinking about this dance tonight, how cute I'm going to look, how sexy I'm going to look, how handsome I'm going to look, how, how I'm going to look good, smell good. I'm going to dance with all these people. I'm going to feel good by the end of the night. I'm going to interact with so many people. And that means I'm doing something right in life. And then you get home and you you just go to sleep, hopefully, without having to think about the real issues that you have that keep you up at night. And it sucks. But it is it's just the case that we live in. And just to and just to drop even an, an additional caveat, it's like, and that's another that's another thing, traumas too, right? I find in terms of people want dance to address their traumas. And I see I see that as part of the also part of the you know the the kind of call for dance to be a safe space, right? It's kind of it's kind of like a coding to me in terms of people want to find a space whereby oh I can be I can be in this bubble and everything's going to be okay. No, dance is part of society. It's gonna you're in the real world. Whatever you're not addressing to deal with the real world will not be dealt with in dance. You have yeah. to address what is going on, whatever it is, whatever trauma you're experiencing. You have to address it in the real world. It's the same way I feel about whereby I'll even go even to the point whereby we talked about assault, right? You have to address it in the real world. The dance, dance will not address the trauma of assault. You have to, you have to address it in yeah. the real world. And you have I to think that's a, action. let's, let's that's stay a very, here. That's but, a yeah, very that's, dangerous thing to do. But before yeah, we get too far, there's, here's a book by a professor at University of Houston, Rita Walker. Um, the Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. I suggest all of us read it at least once or have this book. You can get it on Amazon, whatever. It's not sponsored, but based upon what we're talking about, it's, uh, it's a good book to have. We're, in, we're dealing with a lot of stuff and you know, mental health matters, um, especially amongst men, as men are the vast majority of suicide victims. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, I appreciate you. I'm actually going to uh, Amazon right now to pick it up. But also to pick, also to piggyback on what Dapa was saying, um, I don't. I I really do not understand why uh, we as humans feel. I mean, I do, but. In this society, why we feel like things have to be a safe space. Like, you should never, and I know it's tough. You sometimes you want to relax and put make let your guard down, do little things here and there. But it has to be some baseline level of vigilance. And the, the overall responsibility for you to handle your shit is on you. Like, no one's coming to save you. Like in this Disney thing that some dude's going to come up and save somebody. No, no, not in today's society. Like we need to be able to um, not be afraid to call people out and say, yo, you're not treating, like even in dance, like when some people, people offload on you, be like, yo, chill, I'm not here for that. We have to be able to set those healthy boundaries ourselves and also enforce those boundaries as well and dance for the sake of 
in and not be guilty, shamed, or insulted for not wanting to deal with somebody else's trauma, right? So like we could, I, I think we can keep it a safer space by exercising those boundaries of personal responsibility. But I definitely, I, when I hear about stuff about people's stuff going on in the dating scene, I don't like, I'm not moved as much by it unless it's like a serious health condition or something like that and we can rally behind people and things like that but other than that if it's just some i mean life happens to everybody bro like we we can be compassionate and shit but that's the type of like but dance isn't your refuge from your bad decisions in life either let's like like even if you make that bad decision to dance like handle that shit like in real life Because dance is real life. And it doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad decision. You can be a victim of, of an atrocity, but dance is not going to address it. That's not where it's going to be addressed. That's where I'm getting at. Because that goes, to, that also goes to limits of liability. Like if you're an organizer and something happens at your event, you have no control over what happens outside of that ballroom. You don't even have really control of what happens in the ballroom. You're just hoping everybody's on their best behavior. You know what I'm saying? So, like, where does that culpability lie? So, if we're, because I can say at one, uh, at one event locally in Houston, I was dealing with an episode of PTSD and I had to get out, I had to leave. But I'm not going to unload that on everybody that's at the event. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I don't feel comfortable. Something's freaking me out. I need to, I need to get up out of here. And I left for the night. Like dance was not therapeutic <laughs> at that moment. Dance was actually very triggering at that moment. So I had to just, my personal responsibility was like, hey, get the person I came, came with or find my way home. And just like, yo, I can't deal with this right now. Right. I want to give an example of what we experienced recently, just COVID, just the COVID, COVID just happening and the way it was like, look, there's a, I guarantee you, you go to a dance event, there's probably someone in COVID there. There's no way, they, <laughs> that's the risk you have to take, right? You have to take an informed risk that there's probably someone in this room with COVID and am I comfortable with it being in this room? And that's your responsibility. Yo, speaking of that, speaking of COVID, because that's been very, the pandemic's been very taxing and draining on a lot of people in, in various facets of their life. What do y'all feel about at this point now that people still requiring full vaccinations to attend a dance event? Eric, what are your thoughts? Say that again. I think I have no idea why Gerard asked me to comment on this. <laughs> Absolutely. No you haven't idea. said nothing in a while. That's what I was giving you. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen it. Um, Steel City has it for this year. It's like still, coming up. It's still in the website. 
Yeah, that may be, but that may be from last year though, because it's what's still what six weeks away, seven weeks away. I'm not sure. Um, I think that has to do more so with um, Pittsburgh itself, like Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think more so than just the actual um, event. I think it. I think it. I think organizers are limited place. Yeah, I think. I think also people need to understand that organizers of events are limited based on the local protocols that they have to follow, right? They can try to, you know, what uh, I, what I don't, what I don't, like, for example, follow your local protocol and guidelines, good. I'm all well and good because that's it. Guidelines aren't laws, that, bro. Hmm? Guidelines Pardon aren't me? laws. Guidelines are that's what I'm saying. Follow your, follow your local guidelines and that's it but you can you know uh, meaning you do what you can for you to escape um to um uh how do i put it to not be liable for certain um uh, to not you feel i'm trying to say to not to not fall into a liability risk yeah right that's all that's the only thing organizers can do right now me as an individual i have to express what my comfort level is what my risk level is Right. If I am very, I can be very. Gerard I was very risk averse because of my own medical condition. I just wouldn't go. But I'm not going to be like, oh, this event has to cater to me. Do you understand? I'm the. I'm. I'm. Look, look. Not everybody is immunocompromised. I'm not going to make it just so that an event want to. I just wouldn't go. I can't go. That's it. You know. Hopefully this passes and I can go, or I can accept the risks, right? And I waited till I was all fully vaccinated before I was like, okay, I think I'm comfortable dipping my toes a little bit and we'll see what happens, right? But that's also an, a risk I accepted for myself, right? And what boy, did he dip? He dipped in hard. <laughs> he was like, I'm about to jump off the deep end now. I'm, I'm with him. I don't want to even be by the pool. I'm about to jump in the ocean. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I'm like, I'm like, Dabo, what, what the, where, where, when, boy, I knew this was going to happen. You must, oh, cussed them out a couple of times. I'm sorry, go but, ahead, Dabo, you were saying. But that was, that, that, what I'm saying is it was a personal choice. And I feel like people keep taking personal choices and personal responsibilities and putting on other people to cater to them, which runs me the wrong way. And that circles back to the therapy thing. Your therapy is your responsibility, not everybody else's. I think that's dope. I, I would say that um, I agree that you you decide whatever is best for you. If you like to live inside your house and stay there and never be adverse to any form of danger that you hope does not actually come inside your house, then by all means do so you have said right and obligation to yourself to do whatever makes you feel happy and and comfortable however you can't make other people do other people or the event organizers other organizations other dancers other states other whatever do what it is that you want them to do just because you want them to do it it doesn't work like that so when it comes to said guidelines if the guy, if the organizers are actually having these guidelines set because of whatever liabilities they need for the state or city they live in, whatever, then cool. Hopefully they're doing that. 
I'm of the opinion that hopefully organizers at this point, at this point, are saying, look, everything's pretty much open. Come as you are in, in whatever form and fashion. Um, you know, at the most, take a, take a test to make sure you're not actually about to spread anything. That's, that's the, for me, that's the most that they should be asking of people. Hey, just take a test before you get here. Um, we understand that even when you get tests, like you can mess around and catch it in between the time of 72, 24, uh, 48 to 72 hours before you took it and in between there and getting here to the event. There's been too many scenarios that are out of people's control that can absolutely put you back in said circumstance of being, um, being a spreader of said vid of cove. So handle yourself, handle your own situation, do what's best for you. Um, and also don't be putting your own feelings on other people because that's what they are basically. It's just feelings. So good luck. And with that being said, you know, therapy. I, would like, I would like to say, I think, I think we pretty much uh, answered this question, this topic, but I, I would like to say one thing, you know, we're, we're thankful that we actually get to uh, live in a pseudo free society where we have the ability to have conversations like this without fear of uh, any type of retaliation or um, censorship from the government. And that's guaranteed to us by the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights. But you know what? We'll the see. money. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how long that's lasts. But okay, wait, let me slow finish. Down now. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> hold on. Let me finish. Let him talk. Let him. Let me finish. Let him talk. But you know these rights that we call in question. Um, and I and I'm thankful for a lot of things, but a lot of the rights that we have gained through amendments in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, are guaranteed by the Second Amendment. And with that being said, so hold, no, I'm going to appreciate me, you all for God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, let's, let's, let's think bad, about it. Let's think about it because when we travel and dance, we get the opportunity to see how different, how different societies live. And I just think we should just take a moment to uh, understand that what's allowing us to have these conversations is allowing us to dance with what is allowing us to live the lives of the digital nomads pseudo digital nomads everyone wants to be like it seems like nowadays um, to have these remote jobs to be able to provide for ourselves and our families is guaranteed by limiting the government not giving any rights but just limiting the government for abusing its people. But I'm, I'm just ecstatic that we did get a nice win for this for the Second Amendment. Um, but we do need to talk about some things a little later. I do think some, we, we will definitely talk about that during later. I'm, I'm, for, I'm for all body autonomy. I'll just say that, so. Which is also guaranteed by the Second Amendment. But I'm cool. 
Dance is not therapy. It's therapeutic. It is not therapy. Please seek a professional. If you don't have a professional, talk to your doctor, find recommendations, go to Yelp, Google local therapists inside your area. Or betterhelp.com. Yes, betterhelp is a great resource. It's roughly about $180 a month. Um, Hmm. And you get usually two two sessions a two sessions a uh, a month like video sessions but you have unlimited text and calls with your therapist and for those who are on the go who are always traveling a lot like a lot of dancers yes i think be, nomads yes better help would be an amazing resource for those who feel the need to be affirmed consistently and it will help your dancing to stick therapy. <laughs> I I disagree. If 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 you're if you're good, if I mean you're whole, if you're whole, if you're if you're healed to some extent, focusing on dancing will help your dancing. Oh, yeah. period. <laughs> That's true. That Focus true. on That's dancing true. if your dancing sucks. That's true. That's let's true. let's be clear. Therapy is for mental health. That is true. People dance great in trauma. People do a lot of great things in trauma. Have the best basketball games just because somebody just passed away the day of. Like, or the best football games are even in relationships. The most traumatic relationships have the best bedroom situations, if you know what I'm talking about. And all I'm saying is um, <laughs> focus on therapy for therapy not for your dance because if you think you're doing therapy for dancing and not yourself then you mistaken so that's all i want to make sure we're clear let's not put certain things out there where like where they're just saying oh yeah i'm doing this for my dancing no no b you need to be doing this for your mind because you're crazy you're crazy so let's be clear i need you to clean that up mentally i don't need you to have all that craziness out here just because i asked you to dance and you're like but why? And I'm like, but why? Why what? And then they're sobbing and while they're dancing, I'm like, this is weird. I completely agree. This is weird. I completely agree with you, G, because there's a lot of trauma responses that happen on the dance floor and there could be misunderstandings. Bruh. And the next thing you know, oh, we're in it, oh, we're in as the world turns, all because of someone was triggered for something that happened to them 35 years ago. Facts. So and 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 it happening is okay. How you handle it when it happens is where the issue can come in for other people. That's all we're saying. You have, you, we're not saying you can't have, you can't be human on the dance floor. However, you need to be an adult also at the same time, since you know these are adult venues. And adulting would be to remove yourself from situation if you feel it's best for you to not be around people. Take your time and it's okay. Dance will be here when you get back. I promise you. Yeah. And also, therapy will help you think for yourself. Anywho, um, go ahead, Eric. You can, you can close this out. Oh, all right. Well, um, I think we have a general consensus that um, dance can be therapeutic but it is not 
therapy, or at least should not be considered as therapy. And if therapy is something you need, and more than likely all of us do need therapy, you should definitely reach out for professional help. Um, BetterHealth.com was a resource that was given tonight, not sponsored, an unsponsored resource that was suggested tonight by the Brotherhood. Um, also Googling Yelp. The books. Don't forget the book. Yes. The um, book that I just purchased. Awesome. Unapologetic Guide to Black Men Mental Health, I please go say. Black Mental Health. Black Mental Health. Who's the author? Who, who's the author? Her name is Rita Dr. Rita Walker. Walker. Rita Walker. We'll yes. Dr. Rita Walker. There it is. I had to go to my Amazon and uh, see what I just ordered to make sure I got all the information. But yes, pick it up on Amazon. It is readily available. It'll be here for me in two days on Tuesday. And so uh, we, Leon highly recommends it. And so uh, we all think you should pick it up too. Yeah, it specifically on has that sections. Note. I'm sorry. It specifically has sections on social anxiety and also like um, agoraphobia, which is panicking in crowds. So it also, it definitely talks about those two sections. So I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to give a couple of inserts and details about the book so people can kind of, can kind of get a quick uh, overview of what's their plan and what they should be looking forward to in the book. So on that note, this is uh, four of five members of the Brotherhood <laughs> signing out. And uh, we look forward to catching you all again on another chapter of Vicky's Oma Brotherhood. Zooming with the brothers. Zooming with the brothers. <laughs>